Blog Talk Radio. In the world, you got to give me, give me mine, cause I'm heavy when I weigh it. Watch the way I say it. Ego trip. I changed my picture, smack my bitch up, I never did it. The flavor's being bucked, but brothers ain't getting it. Get it? Or else you're a goner. When I rolls over, they're gonna have to wanna lamp. Cause it's the Chattanooga champ. Hey, this is Chuck uh, thank y'all for tuning in. I was just so many, so so touched. I was just so much in the groove with Baylor. So almost lost track of time. I was like, I promise y'all, I get to the podcast. But anyway, might as well get it started. Anyway, thank y'all for tuning in again. Um, please check out my sports blog, The Clown Times. That's clown spelled with a K, by the way. But find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net, and you'll find me on Facebook. Just wherever you're on. Whether you're on your, your smartphone, your laptop, your desktop, just go to the search window, just type in the clown time, it's gonna clown spell with K. You'll find me there as well. I'd like to have a lot of fun. Um, engage a lot of time fully with, with fans and whatnot. So please tune in there for a good laugh, especially when you have those long dog days at work. Anyway, we have a lot to get into tonight with the uh, NFL action that is was week two. Uh, lots of big storylines. Do like throughout the week as well, you know, including the Josh Gordon trade. I should say heist almost, but not really heist, but it was a trade between the Browns and the Patriots, as well as getting to the week that was week two, looking ahead to week three as well. But um, also going to sprinkle in some Steelers talk, you know, that, you know, uh, you know, if it's not Le'Veon Bell holding out, it's, uh, Antonio Brown is answers on the sidelines. That might be make what that might mean for Mike Tomlin, uh, as well as what's going on with the Pro Football Hall of Fame with Eric Dickerson spearheading uh, a protest, if you will, of making sure the the, the former athletes, at least the Hall of Famers, are compensated, get a yearly pension slash salary and uh, lifetime health benefits. Uh, let's get into that as well. We get into that with my man Dwayne Nash. He's about, he's going to join us shortly. So before he joins us, I'm just going to get right to it and talk about the Josh Gordon trade. You know, when I first I was I was like when I first heard that Josh Gordon was on the verge of being cut by the Browns, I was like the first thing I was thinking was who in the hell would trade for a guy who's about to get cut? You know, like you could probably get him on the cheap, like maybe for the veterans minimum and whatnot, but turned out that obviously there were like five, six, seven teams that were, well, probably more than that, that was looking to 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 acquire Josh Gordon for the Browns, but it turned out that the team that, the last team I thought would do such a thing because they don't engage in distractions would do it, and that's the New England Patriots. 
and they pretty much did it for like a fifth round pick. They, you know, Cleveland got a fifth round pick in return, and the stipulation was was is what is is if Josh Gordon does not finish the season, in other words, if he, if he plays less than I think ten games, then the Browns have to ship the Patriots a seventh round of return. So this is pretty much a win win. You know, the, the the Patriots as they always as I said, arguably the best run franchise in all sports. They would manage to do that and manage to pull the trade uh, and, 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 and do so rather scot-free. And so the way just joined me now, <laughs> just to take a time to talk about this Josh Gordon trade. Yo, bruh, well, first of all, what's going on? Man, ain't nothing going on. Just trying to get myself um, slowly hyped up for this weekend. You know, for me, HBCU conference games, really get underway for me this weekend. So this is kind of like my uh, uh, my Labor Day, in a sense, it's a holiday. You know, get all of the out-of-conference games out the way, all the classics. These are the games that count. But, of course, you know, you have football again, of course, Thursday and Sunday. So it's like a holiday right. sandwiched in between two holidays. Right, right, right. That's good stuff. Uh, that sounds like fun, bro. So don't have too much fun for for your boy here. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's cool though. Uh, yeah. So I was talking about Josh Gordon, man. I mean, with, first of all, I, you know, I was shocked that some team would make a trade for 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 yeah. Gordon until I found out it was the Patriots because, especially given the stipulations, you know, they shipped the fifth round pick to Cleveland, and they're going to get a seventh round from Cleveland in return if if Gordon doesn't make doesn't play ten games. Of course, mm-hmm. they'll make such a move, and of course, they'll do so very, very smartly, so to speak. Yeah. And you know that's why, as I said earlier, the Patriots are arguably the best run franchise in all sports. And you know, and then it pisses me off in the sense because you know, goes on ball out with, with with Tom Brady in the game. You know, he is. You just know it. Hopefully, and this was done in response to them getting dominated by the Jaguars. But but, but uh, what's your take on it, right quick? I know you're gonna get into it. Well, first and foremost, I'm just trying to figure out what is the mindset of the other four or five teams that were interested in getting Josh Gordon and what were they willing yeah. to give up where all it took was a fifth-round pick to get him. And then in exchange, if he does play 10 games, you get a seventh-round pick and Josh Gordon for just a fifth-round pick? Is that it? you got to be kidding me. Apparently. I, of course the Patriots win in this situation. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah. You know, and they just sit off a fifth-round pick. You know, eh, okay, all right, so what? Eh, eh, so be it. They'll, they'll figure out a way to get that pick back if they already didn't have multiple fifth-round picks. So that's why, you know, like you said, they are, if they're not the best, they're most definitely top three in terms of best run as it pertains to picking up uh, player personnel. They may not draft the best, but the spots in where they do hit what they draft, they develop young players, they keep the young players, they know when to cut ties with old players, and they also know when to get malcontents to come in and play well for them. So if it works for them, that just goes into a, uh, the pile of players that have come in, like I said before, as malcontents, the Garrett Blunt, Randy Moss, 
Um, yep. Who else? Corey, Corey Dillon. Just uh, uh, goes on and on of guys who they brought in. Darrell Revis. Guys who they brought into the organization that people thought wouldn't work elsewhere, and oddly enough, kind of didn't work elsewhere after they left. But <laughs> New England finds a way to, to turn shit into Shinola. <laughs> That's a perfect way to put it because, I mean, they had a few, the Patriots had a few misses, right, with, Jack, with Chad Johnson, yeah. Albert Hainsworth and the like. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, but look at who worked with, for, with them, though. Wealth with them. Randy Moss, mm-hmm. Gary Blunt, twice. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what, what, what? Corey Dillon. He was he 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 helped win the Super Bowl against the the, the Eagles way back when. Um, mm-hmm. And it just goes on and on. It's because some about the Patriot way. If it's, if it's run by Belichick and Tom Brady, and some about that culture, man. It's. It's something. I mean, I don't know if they get brainwashed. If they watch, like, if they like, if they like have their eyelids taped open and they watch an endless amount of film, I don't know what it is. I, you know, I don't know if it's Tony Robbins, like a hypnotized woman. That <laughs> comes I don't know what it is. But you know, they, they, most 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 times or not, the Patriots get it right, and I think they're about to they, they finish strike gold again. And again, it makes me mad as a Steelers fan. But I'm also mad at Steel Soto because we'll get to that in a moment. But um, yeah. it, it's it's just not fair. It's almost like I have a feeling this is going to work. This is going to work. Well. And, and even if it doesn't work, all the pages lose a fifth-round pick. Exactly. All the fifth-round picks get cut. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, and they get a seventh-rounder. So it's, 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 it's a win-win for the Patriots, as usual. You know, it's they, that's the it makes me sick how they get it right. Now, like, you, like we both said, we don't know exactly how it works, but one of the factors has to be the fact that, of course, they are with an organization and have been for the the betterment of the 21st century. You know, there are other yeah. organizations who I say, who I thought it would work for, one of them oddly yeah. enough being Pittsburgh, but now oddly yeah. enough, that's starting to slowly look like Ashburn North. It's not Ashburn crazy yet, because even when 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 Ashburn Virginia is is, is calm, it's still crazy as it pertains to the skins. But right now, right. it's it's a little. I'm 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 starting to be concerned about the reputation that the Steelers front office has. You have AB acting out. Of course, you have the situation with Le'Veon Bell. Right. I, I I don't I don't know what's going on with your organization, but I, I just have faith that things will right itself. I don't know how that'll translate in the, into the, the the season, but like I said, I just believe that there are certain organizations in the league that things just happen to work out for, but for whatever reason, it just happens to work out better for the Patriots. Well, you know, since you mentioned my team, let's just get right to it. I mean, why teams like the Patriots get it right? Why does my Steelers keep stepping their toes? They're like team chaos. I mean, yeah. they have, of course, for some reason, for reasons I do not know, other than they might not just have the the, 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 the guaranteed money for them, why they're not paying Le'Veon Bell, I have no idea why they're not doing it, especially 
just after um, Todd Gurley got paid, and mm-hmm. the defense deservedly so. But you can't tell me that Todd Gurley, as much of a stud as he is, is a better all-around running back than than Le'Veon Bell. He's the best. No, Le'Veon Bell is the best all-around running back in football. And no, Skip Bayless is not your boy Zeke. It's, it's not Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. It's, it's Le'Veon Bell is not even close. So stop that. Um, but the thing is, is that we saw what happened. We saw what happened, like, in week one. You know, I know James kind of balled out, and he did so against a pretty damn good defense in Cleveland. But mm-hmm. you think they could have they used Le'Veon against the Chiefs? A little ball control here and there? Since our yeah. defense can't stop a, 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 a parked car all of a sudden? Um, yeah. And, you know, James Conner, he came back to earth. He didn't have more than 20 yards rushing against what was supposed to have been a porous Chiefs defense. Um, and it's still more the same until they get Le'Veon back in the building. Um, but if it's not that, it's 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 it's, it's Antonio Brown throwing a hissy fit, throwing a hissy fit to the sideline like he did against Kansas City. I mean, does he want any ball thrown at him? Is, is, is that what he wants? I mean, because Juju Smith, Juju Smith Schuster got off. Jesse James really yeah. got off the tight end, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what what does Antonio Brown want? If it's not that, it's 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 to get back to Le'Veon. It's the offensive line. Some mm-hmm. for some reason calling out Le'Veon, calling him selfish for yeah. wanting his money and not getting used like a cheap, you know, lady uh, lady of the night. I mean, <laughs> is that selfish? Is that really selfish? If, if that's selfish, what's 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 Antonio Brown? What's Antonio Brown? You know, Le'Veon's being selfish. A lot of people, both players and fans um, combined, mentality about what players are supposed to do, right, yeah. as it pertains to playing and not playing, that also leads towards Vontae Davis and what his actions were this past weekend. But a, yeah. a, a lot of people's visions are skewed on what players are supposed to and aren't supposed to do. It's supposed to be this band of brothers, this brotherhood that's supposed to be right. one for all, all for one, and three for five until you get cut. Then what? Oh, now you're not one of us yeah. no more. And who's supposed to take care of me but me? And who else is supposed right. to be able to have that knowledge of what is best for me other than me? And if I know that I'm getting right. 300 350 touches per game and I'm not getting the money to reflect that, yeah, I know you need me to win, but, dude, I'm not going to put myself in harm's way if I feel as though that I'm not getting compensated the way that I should. Now, Scott, you know better than I do. Are the Steelers known for giving money or big-time money to their players? Not, if you're not the quarterback, the answer is no. Typically, no. See? And that's what, that's what my thought was. I had a feeling that, that, that they were of that ilk. And in some cases, it works. some cases, it doesn't. And I know that there have been certain instances, especially with Pittsburgh, it tends to work a little bit slower. For, well, let me take that back. Because these were first-world problems like I like to say about Steeler fans and anything else, <laughs> it may not work for a season or two 
for it may not work for a season. Y'all might go nine and seven or eight and eight, and y'all are up in arms. Oh my God, we nine and seven. I can't take this, man. When we want to get back to winning twelve games, and of course there are twenty other teams crying. We want nine wins at least, so we can be relevant. After that season, y'all right back on track. Y'all got a new person filling that spot, and it's working out. I got a strange feeling that's exactly what was going to happen here. Once this whole Le'Veon situation is done next season, depending upon how the front office sees Mike Tomlin, you know, he sticks around again, which, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's a bad decision. In my opinion, from the outside looking in, he's a great coach. But, um, oh, yeah, he is. He just is. End up, and, and I've had him and, a few times, but he, he's a good coach. Yeah, and, you know, they just go ahead, they replace Le'Veon with James Conner. He ends up developing within that system. He ends up be, becoming a, a, a pretty good running back. I'm not going to say he's going to become Le'Veon. It's, it's, it's going to be right. very difficult to have another player of that caliber be there, but he'll be good enough. He'll be good enough. And, and all they'll end up having to do probably is, is sign a, a smaller back to come back there and play with him. My God, I could think of a few right now that can go back there with James Conner, have Conner be the power back, have another back be the uh, the third down scat back and, and, and formulate mm-hmm. a great backfield for Pittsburgh with whatever quarterback they end up replacing Ben with when it comes time. And that organization will be right back where it was. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, the thing is, I get it. I mean, offensively, off, we not have, the offense is not where the problem is. It's the defense. I mean, you have all those yeah. persons that are going to pick for defense outside mm-hmm. of J.J. Watt and Cameron Haywood. Where the rest of this crew? Where's Artie Burns? Where's where you know? Where's where's Bud Dupree and his operator ass? Where's Stephon uh, Tuitt after he got paid? I mean, yeah. I haven't heard much from Javon Hargrove either. Where where are those guys at? Where are those first, second, and third rounders? I mean, that, our defense is literally full of them. And yet, yeah. I don't know if it's the Ryan Shazier effect of not being able to to do to, to to recover from that, but that's the fault fault of the front office for not mm-hmm. drafting the adequate replacement for Ryan Shazier and his his playmaking speed. The dude was four True. he would do was a four three. Ran a four three forty. And they they really missed that speed over the middle. But be that as it may, the reason why Tomlin gets so, it looks bad about this reason why I bag on him a bit. Defense is supposed to be that dude's specialty. He ran the mm-hmm. ball out of town, went with, went with Mike Butler, I think Keith Butler, the, the defensive coordinator, who used to be the linebacker's coach. Mm-hmm. And the defense, I saw it start somewhere. I, I don't remember, but they, 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 the last two home games against the Jaguars and the Chiefs, they they've allowed over thirty points. To, they average over allowance over over forty points a game, and over four hundred yards of total offense. Something, yeah. something like that, and it's it's just horrible. And the <laughs> you, and and it doesn't get easier. I mean, look at the schedule. They get they go to Tampa over Monday night to play an all sudden red hot Ryan Fitzpatrick. Go go figure that out. You know, look mm-hmm. like like uh, like uh, like uh, Conor McGregor shit, <laughs> which I think is funny, by the way. Um, and you know, after that, they get Baltimore home, but they they also get 
Atlanta, Matt Ryan, that offense. You can't stop a kid named Patrick Mahomes, or as I to call him, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs are all their weapons. God help us when we face the Falcons in two weeks, three weeks. And yet, so, that was going to be my point. You know, you talk about the last two home games with the Steelers. Look at the QBs in which we're playing in that game that was able to put up 40 points and, 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 and uh, 400 yards of offense. Blake Morris mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes. And yep. Patrick Mahomes' third start ever. Yep. And then, of course, Blake Bortles and his reputation over the past couple of years, who is starting to look a little bit different, especially in that Patriots game. But, yeah, yep. you will really want to question what's going on with the Steelers in that D. But, once again, I guess it's just me having too much faith in your team. I truly believe that after a certain point in the season – they turn it around and they wipe the ship. When well, I don't know, what, brother. Good. Well, I, I, I said I'll tell you this, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to bail. Well, what the hell? I I, I kind of bail it. Well, I, I won't because of the division of what we're in, and plus the Cincinnati the two and zero, but they play at Carolina and they get the Falcons the following week, and mm-hmm. that'll probably be two losses, by the way. So they bring about the two and two, but so was. Well, technically we have a chance, but I'll tell you one thing. We better be Tampa on Monday night. We'll be 0-2-1 and if we'll do yeah. And by the way, we're a blocked field goal away from being 0-2 right now. Yes. We're a blocked field goal away from being 0-2. We almost lost to Cleveland because Big Ben played like large Benjamin in that game. Mm-hmm. The defense actually showed up. And, again, Looking at the schedule here, after Tampa, we get Baltimore at home. I know mm-hmm. Joe Flacco is not a world beater, but if you lose the ball, if we lose to both of Tampa and Baltimore, our season's over. Our season's over. They'll put us at zero three and one. And, and I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean three and two, or even two and three. I mean that you that's. I mean you know at least you can forget about home field advantage. Yeah. Or maybe a first round bye at that point. Uh, I think Jacksonville is that squad. And I think New England would be there at the end as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm afraid how this will turn out. And I know I've spent too much time with this. I'll wrap this segment up. But I'm worried for Mike Tomlin. I really am worried for him. Because, yeah. I mean, you, people are paying the picture around the league of a team and chaos. Uh, again, first world fan problems, right? It's hard to be in chaos <laughs> if you're averaging over 12, 11 wins a season. But, um, yeah, it's – again, if we lose to Tampa, you know, it, it won't be over per se, but it's start to start panicking. And especially if we lose to Baltimore after that, it's over. The season's over. It's totally over. Yeah. But speaking of, of but speaking of other football teams, let's talk about week, week – uh, like week two. Week, like week two. Um I tell you what, man, there are lots of surprises, man. I mean, one of which I mentioned earlier, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, looking Huge good. They beat, they, I know they beat New Orleans on the road, and they spanked. I know that the final score was close, but if you watch that game against Philly, they spanked them. They spanked the defending world champs at home to go to 2-0, as if anyone saw that mess coming. Right? No. 
No way. And that's the beautiful part about the that's the beautiful part about the about the NFL, man. You really never know from season mm-hmm. to season aside from the usual suspects. You really never know. And right now, we got, we expect the Jacksonville to be better. We expect New, New England to be New England. But you have the Buccaneers being two and zero, and the teams that they've beaten. Wow, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Double well, eight touchdown passes. Go figure that. And you know, it's it's just, it, it's. It, I mean, sure the Broncos are two and zero, but that's that's a, that's a suspect two and zero to be honest with you. Um, we'll mm-hmm. see how they do against the Ravens. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. see how Cincinnati does in Carolina. Um, but yeah, man, and the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins. You know, that's yeah, they beat Tennessee. Yeah, they beat New York Jets. But I can't really get excited about them. But the Chiefs are kicking ass. And, yeah, um, yeah it's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, it, they, they, those are three those those three teams, the Chiefs, the, the, uh, the uh, who I mentioned earlier, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, like the Buccaneers. And who was the other two and O team I kind of mentioned I gave love to? Um, oh, what the hell, still Miami. I still get Miami a lot of credit because no one's going to give it to Miami at this point. Mm. Huh? Oh, no, I was just asking if I mean, you were no, it to Miami. You said it was Miami. Okay. Now, I completely yeah, I agree mean, with you. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you because, like you said, with Tampa, I had no expectations of them beating two, t- two teams that were in the NFC playoff game last year. As a matter of fact, two teams – who very well could have been in the NFC Championship game last year if mm, not for a blocked yeah. defensive play at the end of the game. So yep. for them to do what they did to them and, and put up 40 or, or forty burgers on both is high, and, and, and with Ryan Fitzpatrick, no less. But that's what happens when you have a QB that's capable of throwing the deep, the, the deep ball, especially to Deshaun Jackson. That's what that offense was supposed to look like. That's what people were expecting Tampa to look like two years ago, but it never manifested. Right. And now the front office is go- and the coach is going to have to make a decision, what do I do after next week? Do we put in our quote-unquote leader in, in Jameis Winston, or do we continue to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick? That's the choice they're going to have to, the decision that they're going to have to make. And my God – if they beat Pittsburgh this week, that's just going to have to. That just is going to be harder. Yeah, it's be that much harder. Deshaun Jackson. So, speaking of Deshaun Jackson, he already campaigned for Fitzpatrick to attack to keep his job, at least for yeah. a few more weeks. Yeah, as long as they winning, and as long as he putting up numbers, that's what he wants. And and I I'm not I'm not surprised. I'm not. So you know, uh, like I said, Tampa. Is a big surprise to me. Denver is a surprise to me because of I wasn't expecting much from Case Keenum until I saw Case Keenum play the skins in the preseason. And I said, uh oh, mm-hmm. if he can play consistently like this, this is a team that can probably win somewhere between eight to 10 games and become a potential playoff threat. Um, especially if that defense rebounds 
to what they once were two seasons ago, even last year for the right. first eight games. You know, if that defense could look like that defense from the first eight games last year, this team could be pretty good. And then, of course, the Chiefs, um, with them losing pieces, especially with them um, having a new starting a new quarterback with Patrick Mahomes, I was not expecting yep. them to offensively look the way that they've looked. They've looked fantastic. Yeah, yes, and, and my honorable mention goes <clears throat> to Jacksonville because of how they looked when they beat New England uh, Sunday. But there's something about the Patriots in hot weather. You said it last week. They got down mm-hmm. into Jacksonville, and, and they just couldn't do it, man. They just couldn't do it. But I expect Jack, I expect New England to, to rebound. And people are saying, oh, no, New England don't want to go back down to Jacksonville. Hey, if it's below 70 and it ain't humid, New England will be fine if they got to go back to Jacksonville. If, it, if they got to deal with that humidity, that's when they have a problem. But, um yeah, the way the way that Jack the way that Jacksonville looked, and the fact that they were able to still stay consistent in the first two games of this season, the way that they ended up last year, is is, mm-hmm. is a surprise to me. Well, speaking of the Jaguars, do you think that they're the best? Is it too early to say they're the best team in the AFC right now? It is. In your opinion, it is. It yeah. is. I mean, I like them. I have them ranked as the number one team in the league right now. But I still think it's still a little too early. Um, you know, it's it's only week two. But it, 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 as of right now, they are. But do I expect them to get make it to the Super Bowl? I, I, I still need to watch Tom Brady and the Patriots lose in order for that to be the case. If, if, and if they're yeah. the ones that are capable of doing it, then at the end of the year, I tip my hat to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they will be the best team in the AFC. But, um, you know, do I see them progressing that way? I, I, I'm really not sure, especially now with T.J. Uh, Yeldon having problems health-wise. Yeah. How will this offense continue to look? But that new receiver they got, that young boy they got, he, he looked fantastic against the um, the Patriots. I can't remember what his name is off the top of my yeah. head. He looked great against them. The thing is, will they be able to continue? The, the continuously Cole, Keenan, Keenan Cole. There you go. Will he be able yeah. to um, K Cole, as, as I heard somebody <laughs> refer to him, uh, K O D? <laughs> but um, right, will, will they be able to just to be this consistent? I know their defense will. I wonder what their offense will, and, and, and you know, and, and be able to, to 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 go the entire season and be this dominant. But and, and, until I see the Patriots lose, man, I. I, I I just can't until I see them get knocked out of the playoffs. I can't see, I can't dub them after the entire year. But as of this point, they are. Yes. Well, let's put it this way: it sets up quite nicely for Jackson, at least in the division, because they play Tennessee this week at home, and I don't know if they're going to be let down, even though they're a fierce division rival. I mean, they, I mean, the Titans swept them last year, so yeah. at least they have something to look forward to. The Jaguars do. Um, they, they'll be playing with about. Uh, 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 Marcus Mariota, as well as No Delaney Walker, um, you know, and plus that whole division, that the AFC South doesn't look as strong as I thought it would, outside of Jacksonville. So Jacksonville yeah. is pretty from that standpoint. It's just a matter of you know, 
I don't. So I'm going back to see which 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 actually which which division. I'm gonna pull up the Jaguar schedule real quick. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, let's see. They 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 play NFC East, which is a killer. Uh, but they play the AFC East as well. So again, mm-hmm. it sets up quite well. It sets up quite quite well for them. Um, and hey. You know, they only have. It looks like the only team that stands in their way are themselves at this moment. Yeah. At least in the in the for the home field advantage. So, if they get home field advantage, and if it's still, if it's not too cool in Jacksonville come December, I mean come January rather, look the hell out. That's all I gotta say about that. Uh, speaking of under, the other undefeated team we mentioned earlier, the Rams. I know the Rams played the the woeful. Uh, um, uh, who they played the first week? They see the Oakland Raiders. Who played well they played for the Raiders in week one, yeah. For falling apart, and mm-hmm. and the god awful Arizona Cardinals. But they yeah. did what they were supposed to do. They won, and they won big. And they got hella five whoopers on offense. Their defense is coming together quicker than I expected. Is it too early to say the Rams are the best team in the NFL? Period. I will say, talent wise, on paper they are. And the fact that this off, this team as a whole actually has not allowed mm-hmm. last year's success. Yes, they lost in the in the, um, in the wild card game, but I still consider them having ten plus well, ten wins and making it to the yeah. wild card and winning that division as a successful year for them. So for them to continue on with that success, with the new pieces that they have, and, and Sean McVay still looking dominant. As a head coach and office and offensive play caller, and, and um, God, what's the defensive coordinator? That's um, Philip Way Phillips. Phillips still Phillips. looking good with that defense and, and the tools that he has on that defensive side of the ball. As of right now, they are looking like the best team in the NFL and the most balanced team in the NFL. And um, yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> It's, but once again, it, I'm going to have to see consistency from this team from September to January and, and see how they look, man. Because what I don't want to see is this team start to struggle in spots and, and start to blame it on their youth because they have the talent. They do. They just need to go ahead and, and, and execute. So it, it'll be interesting to see if they're capable of playing this way for the entire season and whether or not there's going to be some surprises that come from the conference. But as of right now, man, I, I don't see mm-hmm. anyone that's that's capable of beating them the way that everyone's playing right now. But remember, it is week two. People got kinks they got to knock out. You know, the people are still making adjustments. Teams are still getting um, accustomed to one another because, of course, with the preseason, no one plays. You know, they're key guys in the preseason, so players and teams are still making adjustments. Week four, week five is when you start to see teams start to get back into a groove and start to get it together. If they can continue to do it past then, watch out. Yeah. The Rams look good, man. They look so damn good. I mean – you should have known someone was up when they hired Wade Phillips running the defense. I mean, yeah. 
Say what you want about him as his lack of ability as a head coach. He's one of the best defensive coordinators I've seen. I mean, yeah. He, he, outside of Bill Belichick himself, I mean, he, he's that dude. He's that dude off the defensive coordinator. So, hell. I mean, and I'm mad he didn't. He chose not to come here. I, I am. I am very upset that he chose not to come here. But I understand why, bro. I do. Yep. Uh, yeah, hey, you can't you can't blame no no disrespect. You can't blame him. I mean, he's he's no. with the Rams, and and you know what? I, one more thing about the Rams before I get into to week three. Um, I you gotta admire teams that say that go all in. They say, damn the long term. If we have a shot, let's go for it. I, I admire teams yeah. that do that. And that's what the Rams do with acquisition of the gun, the uh, the Dominican Sioux, uh, Talib, uh, Akib Talib, rather, um, uh-huh. and uh, with and the uh, Marcus Peters. You uh-huh. gotta admire the Rams for doing that. I mean, as a result, the Rams don't have much. They don't have many weak spots. The weak spots, the only weak spots they have on defense, is, are the linebackers, and that's it. They got a hellacious front four. They paid uh, uh, Aaron Donald, and yeah. you know, and 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 that's a good vibe. The team is full of good vibes, and you know, they again credit Stan Kroenke for setting the Rams up for the, like not only for this for the short term, but I mean they're still young. Those players mm-hmm. are still young, man. Those stars are still young. So again, good for the Rams for saying Buffett. Let's go all in on this shit, and let's figure out the rest later. And right, they're in good shape, bro. They 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 are in damn damn good shape. Very good shape. Um, yeah, um, I expect, you know I mentioned them earlier as a two and zero team, but I don't think the Bengals are much contenders. I mean, I thought I think that I thought they would be better this year as long as the offensive line plays better. But I think they come back down there after the next two weeks at Carolina at Atlanta. Um, <laughs> So sorry, Bengals fans, but I, I'm not, I'm not feeling the squad for the next two weeks. I'm surprised it didn't look the way it did look against the Steelers on Thursday night, but um, not the Steelers. I'm sorry, the Ravens. But um, yeah, I'm I'm worried, or I'm I'm wondering whether or not they can keep that up uh, for another couple of weeks. And who did they play this week? I just looked at the schedule. I just saw they it. The, the, Bengals? They, the Bengals had the Panthers. So that'll be an interesting yep. game to see how they look against Carolina. But, you know, once again, no Keekly, no Olsen, and they're playing yep. in Carolina. But I, right. I, I want to see how, you know, that, that defense of the, uh, the, 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 the Bengals that looked hype against Baltimore, I wonder how they, you know, decide to look for a non-divisional game. Right, right. So that's the thing. So I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think the Bengals are better, but I'm not really feeling them as like a, a world beater. I mean, in the AFC right now, it's New England and Jacksonville and everybody, else, and the Chiefs and everybody else. Those three teams, right now. Mm-hmm. So again, it's early. It's only two. It's only in the week three. Uh, but yeah, it's it's no, no, no it's not going to jump ahead. So we know week three. Let's get through these picks, brother. Thursday night game, right. Jets-Browns. I got the Jets. 
I got the Jets in a very low scoring, boring ass game. And you know what the funny thing is, right quick? What's that? Cleveland is actually favored. How about they that? Are. They are. They've been favored in like 3,000 years. <laughs> See, the funny thing is, right, most times the home team does get, you know, at, at, at least a two to three point, you know, you know, they, they are favored sure. two, somewhere between two or three points, right? Just because they're the home team. Right. Right. The, the Browns, they they got three. Surprise, surprise. Um, Isaiah Crowell comes back home. Well, comes back to the team which he started with, the Cleveland Browns. It's a possibility he comes out and have a huge day. I'm a little concerned about their defense, especially the way that, that the Jets looked against Miami last week. I'm not saying that the Browns are the Dolphins' offense, but <laughs> if they were capable of surprising Pittsburgh, and capable of surprising the Saints. Who's to say that they won't surprise the Jets? Um, yeah. Or, or my show, I don't know why I like hedging my bets or, 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 or with you, Scott. I really don't know why. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take it. I'm going to do it again. I got a strange feeling that the, the, the Browns go ahead and they open up that, that celebratory uh, beer case that they have with, uh, who is that, Bud Light? They have it set up. Yeah. So that everybody gets a free beer if they if they win, I think they may do it on Thursday night, man. Wow, Saints and Falcons Sunday's game. Saints and Falcons. This should be a great game. I got the Falcons winning a close one. As do I. Um, I, I think the Saints had a wake up call though last week, uh, but yeah, especially against, yeah. against the Browns, they were capable of, of turning it around real late and, and getting that dub, but. I don't know if, if that effort, if they come out with that effort again, will it be strong enough for them to um, to beat Atlanta in Atlanta? So I'm going to take the Falcons as well. 49ers and Chiefs. I got the Chiefs in this one. Probably not big, but I got the Chiefs probably one about uh, maybe a touchdown, maybe 10 points. Patrick Mahomes looks good, 10 touchdowns, two weeks. And this dude's amazing. And credit to Andy Reid for being a quarterback whisperer. He knew what he had in Mahomes when he drafted him. So, get the Chiefs winner. Yeah. So, do we want to call this the Alex Smith Bowl or the Joe Montana Bowl? Either way, the Chiefs are winning. Uh, you know what? That's that's a good point. It'd be even it'd be it'd be even more it'd be more meaningful if if, if Alex Smith was still in Kansas City or in San <laughs> For that matter, yeah. but yeah, I mean, why, why the hell not? The Alex Smith Bowl, there you go. Two teams that sit that sit Alex Smith back <laughs> along the way. So I guess you got the Chiefs yeah. too. Oh yeah, I got the Chiefs. Cool. Yeah, I got the Chiefs. There you go. Raiders at Dolphins. Dolphins gonna go to three and zero on this one. They're 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 another good story this year. So I got the Dolphins one over the Raiders. And Ooh, and, uh, and and right quick. And John Gruden still second guess himself for getting rid of Khalil Mack. But anyway, go go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was riding with him when he made that comment of we still had the worst defense either with Khalil Mack. Now I just got a bad defense without Khalil Mack. Um, if that offense can't get right, man, you know, this team won't get right. <sighs> this is a game yeah. – and our coach is, coach is going to hate me for making this pick. 
I'm gonna go ahead. And I'm gonna take the Raiders. I, I think the Raiders come out as a surprise for once. Wow. I don't. I don't. For once, I don't. I don't know if that necessarily says anything about either team. But uh, I, I just think they go ahead and and and, and this will be a surprise game because we've had surprise game surprise games so far this season. I think this is going to be another one of them. Bills are Vikings. This should be an ass whooping. Vikings all over the Bills. Great yeah. defense in Minnesota against a, a rookie quarterback who I still am not feeling, and 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 Josh, whatever his last name is. Um, yeah, I'm not feeling him. Vikings big in this one. Vikings are favored by 16 and a half. The question is, do they cover? The possibility that they do, bro. I'm taking Minnesota. Oh, they're covering them some. Yeah, they're covering yeah. them some. <laughs> <laughs> Colts, at, Colts at Eagles. I got the Eagles winning and Carson Wentz's return to the gridiron. Yeah, see, it's funny. They actually had the uh, the Eagles favorite by seven, by six and a half. And, yeah, right. I had to sit back and watch the Colts do what they did to my skins, even though the skins held them yard-wise offensively from um, from doing a lot of damage. It was just that defense that was flying everywhere and looked fantastic. <sighs> yeah. And the fact that I had yeah. to watch my man out of South Carolina State, second-round pick Darius Leonard, rack up a total of 18 total sacks against the skins last week was, was tough. It was tough. I was like, I'm glad he's no longer in the MEAC. But, my God, I don't want to see him this week. So, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and part that to the Philadelphia Eagles. Even with Carson Wentz coming back, I think Andrew Luck goes up there with that defense and surprises Philadelphia, man. It'll be a close one. Wow. How about that? How about that? Speaking of your, your beloved Washington, Green Bay, Washington, I got Green Bay winning this one. Uh, you know, I, look, I know that I know that Aaron Rodgers is playing on one leg. Yeah, but I, I wasn't impressed with your with your team's performance against Indianapolis. Maybe it's, it's a combination of Indianapolis being a little bit better, or maybe the fact that Washington just offensively just couldn't get it going. I mean, uh, Adrian Peterson didn't have over thirty yards rushing. I don't think so. No, uh, I got the Packers winning this one. Uh, there should be a close game. And yeah, I'm concerned about this offense as well. Um, as much as AP wanted to play with this O-line, he saw the flaws of this O-line this past weekend, you know, the inability at times to open up holes. Um, you had your running back in, in Chris Thompson as the leading receiver on that team with about, I think he had 13 receptions. If they can't mm-hmm. get this offense going, man, it's going to be a long year. For this team, and they had to go ahead and pick up um, what's that? Um, the former receiver with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, Perryman, and Michael Floyd, the old Arizona Cardinals wide receiver, this um, this past week. But um, yeah, I expect Green Bay to come in DC to in front of a bunch of Packer fans too to uh, to come in and, and beat the Skins, man. Um, Cincinnati. Carolina, I got Carolina on this one. I think Cincinnati comes back to earth starting this week. I think we're sharing a brand on this one. I don't know. I don't know. What? It'll be it'll be interesting if Cincinnati can somehow go three and zero, 
Um, I'm still concerned about a lot of things that's going on in, in Carolina, especially with no Keekly and no Olsen being month to month. That concerns me. Um, yeah, I, I, but no Joe Mixon concerns me for, for Cincinnati, or, or, or is he playing? I, I knew he was questionable last I looked, but yeah, it's going to be interesting playing. to see how he won't be playing for next He's not playing? Yeah, yeah so, playing. you know, it's going to be yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what that offense looks like without him. But I still take Cincinnati. Yep. Yep, I hear you. Um, Tennessee, Jacksonville. I got Jacksonville in this one. The boys going to be 3-0. Jacksonville 3-0, yeah. The E's. Yep, sure. uh, <laughs> Denver, Baltimore. Pretty fascinating matchup here. This is an opportunity to see if Denver is, is indeed for real. I do like the quarterback play uh, uh, right now of, of, of Case Keenum. Um, mm-hmm. Though that hellacious defense, I think Joe Flacco will stick up the joint again against a uh, qualified defense in Denver. Um, mm-hmm. Expect um, ex- expect your boy, uh, um, what's his name, linebacker, outside linebacker. Why? Why? Why is why is my why is he blank on me? Why is he why is his name blank on me? Um, anyway. Be there as it may. Um, I see him getting last sacks. I see Bradley Chubb uh, getting in there as well. Um, Von Miller? And, 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 yeah, yeah, Von Miller, yeah. I don't know why. Don't I worry, brother, because it just hit you yeah, too. Ex- I, yeah. I was just as perplexed. Von Miller. I expect, I expect Von Miller to eat and eat a lot. Um, I, you know, Jackson, I mean, Jacksonville. Baltimore doesn't have any offensive weapons that scare me. So. I got Denver this one. It should be very interesting. It should be a very compelling matchup. But I got them in this, this winning this one probably by a touchdown. It's funny because Baltimore is saved about five and a half. But and it's just so shown weird. that Joe Flacco can can falter against bad defenses. I'm taking uh, I'm taking the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Baltimore's going with this one. The Battle of Old Force Giants. Texans. I got the Texans winning. The offensive line for the Giants is just that. It's offensive. It's a turnstile. <laughs> I mean, when are they, they going to figure out that Eric Flowers can't play? When are they going to figure that out? That's a fantastic Why are they question. Trying to play him? When, what, what is he trying to play him for? Um, but anyway, I got the Texans winning. That's why I got them winning by a touchdown. It's going to be interesting. I just find it funny. People still believe or still think that Saquon Barkley is the best running back in the NFL. Why? I, I, don't, I don't see it, bro. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm, I've seen bad running backs. I mean, I've seen great running backs on bad teams. This don't look yeah. like it. He's able to pop off a big run, and the rest of his runs are, are three yards or less behind that O-line. And the fact that they've only been able to crank out three points against the Cowboys, or was it nine? I, I can't remember, but they, they've had low point totals over the past two weeks. And this offense, excuse me, even with all of the weapons that they have coming back or that they already have back, have not impressed me at all on the offensive side of the ball. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking the Texans to, to get off the snide, man. Chargers, and what's in the Battle of L.A., the Chargers and the Rams. 
I can't believe I'm about to say that I said the better of L.A. with the Chargers. They should be in San Diego. That's not nice story for that time. And I might yeah. still call them San Diego just out of spite. But anyway, I get the Rams <laughs> beating the Chargers. This should be a very – it's probably going to be the most entertaining game of the week. I think the Chargers are better than I, – I, I still love the Chargers for the, for, for the season. Um, but I got the Rams winning, which should be a very good, good entertaining game. Yeah, the Chargers are very competitive. I would have liked to have seen this game with Joey Bosa, though, to see exactly yeah. um, how much more competitive it would be. But, you know, no Bosa plus this team is a lot more balanced than the Chargers. I'm taking the Rams in this one. Chicago, Arizona. I got I got the Bears. It's something about the Bears. I know Mr. Trubisky likes throwing the ball to other teams. I didn't like it coming hmm. out of Carolina. Especially the fact that he couldn't beat out a guy, Marquise Williams, who's a practice squatter at best. Um, exactly. But I got, but I got the, I got the Chicago over, over, over the Cardinals because who does the Cardinals have on? Or who do the, who do the Cardinals have on offense to scare people? Especially against an improving defense like the Bears. So I got the Bears in this one. The, um, the Cardinals. I don't think they, they've only scored, what, one touchdown so far all season, if that. Maybe. And, and, you know, they haven't scored more than seven points in the game yet this season. Um, this yeah. Bears defense should be able to do the same thing that Washington's D and that um, the Rams D have done to them, which is keep them under mm-hmm. 10 points. And um, like right. you said, you know, they don't have anyone on offense that really scares you, especially not the QB. You know, the defensive side of the ball, they've been rather porous as well. Um, with the offense I, that can move the ball, with the receiving core, the, the tight end and the running backs that they have, you're right. I don't necessarily trust Mitch Trubisky, but he's been able to move the ball in certain situations, and he was capable of getting the dub last week, almost got a dub the week before. I think they go ahead and um, – Beat uh, 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 the, the Cardinals in this situation. Yeah. Um, let's see. Cowboys and Seahawks. The Seahawks have done. They 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 should be in the building more. It's a shame, given that oh, oh, only a few seasons ago they were on the uh, they were on the uh, verge of becoming a dynasty until Pete Carroll went brain dead and threw a pass in the one inch line against the Patriots, which I'm still in therapy for that. Um, but nevertheless, I got the Cowboys winning this one. I got them winning big, even on the road. It's funny because uh, I guess me, Bart Starr, and uh, 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 Pete Carroll are the only ones that really understood why they ran that play, while the rest of the world is still upset. But I digress. Um, I'm concerned because. The, the Seahawks are, are, are thin on the offensive side of the ball. They're thin yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. The Cowboys are thin on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't know if I necessarily trust that defense, but it looked good enough to, 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 to shut down the uh, the Giants last week. God, I, I my heart wants me to take – the Seahawks, but my mind is going to take Dallas. Yeah, I don't want to see Dallas do it, but the Seahawks can't block anybody. So I got, I got Dallas no. winning. Um, 
and what is the bowl, the Sunday night game, the, the mentor and the mentee bowl, Patriots of Detroit. I got the Patriots winning big in this one. It seems like Matt Patricia, the new coach of the, of the Lions, is, is way in over his head. Mm-hmm. The course of him already alienating players, thinking that he's Bill Belichick without proving the damn thing first on the field. I got the Patriots winning by double digits in prime time. Yeah, I don't think that Detroit has the dogs on, on the defensive side of the ball to play the way that Matt Patricia wants to uh, coach this team, and he's going to have to go ahead and, and, and get those pieces. So I'm thinking the front office is going to have to give them at least three years to, to start bringing in something so they can start playing better on the defensive side of the ball because this team has not been known to be a defensive stalwart in years. So, yeah, until then, they're going to have to just be patient with, with Matt Patricia. But, yeah, like you said, Patriots win this one and win this one big. Winning that game, Steelers, Buccaneers. It, it's a, it's, this is a do-or-die moment for the Steelers. This is a gut check. It's prime time, too. Something mm-hmm. about Mike Tomlin and their history, I got the Steelers in this one. It'll be close. They're going to make it. They will make the Steelers sweat. The Buccaneers will. Yeah, about Fitzmagic. I, I got I got the Steelers winning and getting back on track. If they don't, the season's almost over. Yeah, and I truly believe that this team understands that, and they go ahead and they galvanize together and they go ahead and get this win on Monday night. The thing is, how do does Pittsburgh win? Because if it's an ugly win this week, Jameis comes back next week. The thing is. Would that be the best thing for this team, especially the way that Fitzpatrick has looked in the first two games? You just go ahead and, and bench him if he has a bad game, or do you continue to try to ride him until you discover what he truly is? So it'll be interesting. Like you said, it'll be a very uh, a watchable game. But, um, yeah, I, I just want to see how this game turns out, Like even but I'm still picking the Steelers. Yeah, and then again, this is do or die moment for him. Should be well worth yeah. a matchup, man. But yeah, hey man, I know you did this on short notice, but thanks a lot for for talking NFL with me. We'll do this again next week, brother. No problem, bro. All right, peace out. Holiday for me this weekend. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's going to be my birthday this Sunday too. So hopefully the Steelers give me something by the night. So. Uh, 45 years, strong, 45 years young, going strong, and who knows, maybe they'll show me something. Oh, man, happy I'm early birthday. I'm not holding my breath. Thank you, brother. Yeah. I need it. I need it. Who you with? I come drunk, drunk or, go ahead. <laughs> All right. All right, take care, D. Peace out. This is my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on the yard, Sports, as well as Sleazy Radio Podcast here on Broad Talk Radio on a weekly basis. Thank you all for tuning in again. This is Scott Perks. Going to be the birthday boy this Sunday. It'll be 45 next week. Hope I don't come in drunk or high or sad <laughs> when the Steelers win or lose this, this coming Monday night. But anyway, I've rambled long enough. Take care. Peace out. 06 and good night. <laughs>